back to Forgotten Heroes, everybody. My name's Chris. I'm here with my very best friend in the whole wide world, Zachary. How are you? I'm good. Did you just say that to make me feel better? Uh, I said it because it's true. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's, I'm very I'm glad to know I'm your best friend. Let's say you feel better. Or at least one of are your you best feeling, friends. Are you feeling sad? No. Are you feeling down? I'm... I'm... Do, I need to, do I need to catch you as you fall down, perhaps off the George Washington Bridge? I was gonna make a next snapping pun, but never mind. You're, you, this, yours is worse. Um, we're talking about Gwen Stacy today in Forgotten Heroes. And we're Heroes. getting, getting those, her death out of the way because there are always running jokes. So, uh, literally, actually, it was really funny. By the way, if you don't know, this is the Forgotten, Forgotten Heroes podcast all about comic book heroes, villains, and their lesser known variants. We, speaking of lesser known variants, when you go looking into our character today, which you know is Gwen Stacy. <laughs> Most of the time, she's dead. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, she's very much a martyr. It seems to be her multiversal role. But the versions of her that are alive are fairly interesting. Which, um, one of, I mean... Would, yeah, good. Part of me would bring that up to Miguel and to question of his philosophy of canon events. But, yeah. I mean, perfect... Again, she's a perfect example of that's not a canon event in your eyes. So, mm-hmm. what, you know... Anyway, not to harp on... Probably one of the greatest Spider-Man movies ever. Oh. Um, we are talking about Gwen Stacy. Mm-hmm. One Literally, of, if not, a, a very say, cool character. I don't mean to belittle her when I say this. I'm only saying this because I hate MJ so much. I was going to say one of, if not the best girlfriends of Peter Parker. But there are many iterations which she stands on her own. And we're going to try to talk about some of them today. Yeah, I think it was funny for... For the literally for just talking about Gwen, mostly because again the movie, mm-hmm. one of the most famous now I think one of the most uh, famous Gwens ever is Spider Gwen or Ghost Spider or Spider Woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you go now, if you go pick up the comics, you'll see her, her name is Ghost Spider. Speaking of picking up the comics, <laughs> yeah, we gotta we gotta address this. Yes. <laughs> um, for any of our fellow comic book aficionados. Enthusiast, I'm gonna say. Be I don't I don't understand why comic books have to we have to be told what's coming out down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, and like if it was told, here's a preview for next week. I be I might be a little okay, but when it's a few months ahead, it's like why bother telling me? Because as many people might know, and if you don't look you look into it because I it is the most currently hated thing that has ever happened one of the most hated things that ever happened is Kamala Khan Ms. Marvel was killed in Spider-Man Amazing Spider-Man number 26 for seemingly no reason mm-hmm. was it a, a heroic sacrifice on her half yes my concern is why did that even need to happen she was in the book for a handful of panels Yeah, you know it didn't make any sense um, for me whatever you know what? You wanted to do this, fine. But now I found out some going through the internet is that freaking she's being brought back, like we all knew she was going to. But now she's going to be joining the X Men and is going to be a mutant. Now we are. If you haven't been reading the comics, the mutants, the X Men have a way of transcending death, of being like, okay, we just lost a lot of people where we just lost, you know, X, Y, Z. So let's get, uh, so we'll just revive them. Right. Mm -hmm. They are basically immortal. 
And they did this a little, for a lot of people in uh, Avengers X for X, the X event, Avengers X-Men Eternals, which I think the Eternals are also getting the inhuman treatments of who cares. Um, my only problem with bringing her back like this, one, we're going to have an issue all about people remembering her. So I'm not trying to cheapen death even in comics. Yeah, it sucks. It's tragic. We, we the readers, know they're going to be brought back. But for the characters, you know. Mm. And even then, Peter does Peter know the X-Men are probably immortal? Yeah. But mm-hmm. the last time he probably heard anything about it, they're kind of stingy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they only brought a lot of people back because they were <clears throat> killed because of their own stupidity as well as the Eternals. Right. But bringing her back and making her a mutant, to me, seems like you're just trying to line up with the MCU. Christian and I kind of agree. The MCU shouldn't dictate the comics. Does it? Yeah. I mean, when the Guardians came out, you immediately saw any Guardians books, any look they had changed immediately to match to match the movie. That's to me, that's fine. Changing Star-Lord's origin to kind of match, you know, the movie one. That's fine because you had uh, 2015 uh, Secret Wars that happened. So, yeah, that was a good excuse to reshuffle and change some things Mm -hmm. to, in a way, give the Guardians a fresh start. But also they can still probably, you know, recall like the Annihilation event or whatever if they needed to. We're like, oh, yeah, remember when I used to wear that dumb helmet? You know, Peter could say, like, yeah, that's fine. This, to me, you're changing an entire character's fundamental existence. Yeah. You're ta- Do people care about the Inhumans? No, <laughs> they don't. But she was one of the good, I would say, you know, new humans. That- yeah like the newer versions of Inhumans. Right. Really the only one that really people know about and care about. But now, but now you're changing her entire fundamental existence. I don't, I mean, they could do it really well, but this is my problem with knowing these things ahead of time. All I know is the cover. All mm-hmm. I know is the title mm-hmm. and a tiny synopsis. I don't know anything else. Right. And I know for them, no publicity is bad publicity. I do partly agree to that. But this bothers me, like knowing, hey, we're going to have an event or, hey, in a week or two, this is what the cover of this issue is going to look like. Okay, not two months in advance. This is somebody's new number one Mm -hmm. and you're restarting everything of their. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. Don't tell me. Yeah, I don't want to know. It feels like a weird cash grab, honestly. And I think one of the points that I brought up to Zach was that the MCU felt like, I mean, it's a separate universe. You know, there were the comics that was the source material to pull from, because when you're building a universe like that through movie media and TV shows, you have to and the source material is so specific and so beloved, you have to rely on that. And so that's an important piece. Um, When you start to bring them together, I feel like it's not necessarily fostering the whole multiversal thing that the movies and shows have been going for. And it feels like they're just like bringing it together to make more money type thing, sell more copies because they can, because they're a huge conglomerate now. And just like you said, Zach, it sort of like tarnishes the character a little bit, you know, and Kamal has been through it already before this. So like having something like this happen to her is really disappointing. Um, Yeah. And at this point, her origin is still isn't even figured out in the MCU, which makes me think that they haven't figured it out in the comics either, which is disappointing because she was an interesting character Um, still is an interesting character. But what they're doing feels weird and unnecessary. Um, so, yeah, that's one of the comic rants for sure. 
and the other one we wanted to talk about is more related to our character today um and the gwen verse volume we are okay, not which i read it and yeah. i know i read it because i know i mentioned it yeah. we're not talking about them because there's nothing really to talk about because they're literally just other than ghost spider yep and maybe this one character we're going to talk about every other character in that book was just was gwen bare bones with, yeah it was gwen, gwen with, with this other thing you know yeah exactly. right or and even then even some of the villains were just like yeah they just existed but or it's like yeah i'm a, i'm clearly supposed to be a different version of this person right but, I mean, and and this this is something that happens a lot of times is that you try to take a character that is beloved and you try to expand it and a lot of the times the multiversal expansion approach doesn't always work. Mm-hmm. I love Venom, but the Venomverse like, also. I was going to say the counter right for that. What they're doing now with the Venomverse, the Extreme Venomverse. Yes. They're just telling fun little one-offs, which right. is fine. Even then, they're doing that with like the Edge of Spider-Verse stuff. Right. You're just telling me one, you know, one-off stories, mm-hmm. which is fine. The Venomverse story, I'll yeah. agree with you. That was a little hollow. Yeah. It, and, I don't, it and, was... and even in the sequel to that, the Venomized. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody talks about that in 616, and I'm pretty sure that happened in 616. Yeah. I, I think the, the one-shot approach is where think, that feels like know. that that needs to live. Yeah. You know? That story ended with, like, a... Po- a quote-unquote poisoned carnage so i don't know what the hell went happened there nothing doesn't matter came of it you know it's it, i feel like with the gwenverse they had they didn't do the right approach but this is a roundabout way of saying that we're not going to talk about those specific gwens i mean because, i'm gonna list, like Zach i want to list them all. off yeah there you go quick. just we'll give you a list just so you know what you're in for if you want to read it we're not a fan but we don't want to tarnish anybody who does want to read it if you want to check it out because you really like gwen and that's more of your speed that's totally fine just we are just it. There, there really was no fallout to my Yeah, we're we're trying to express that we want to find characters that have a little bit more depth, in our opinion, to Gwen Stacy in particular. Because I mean, even are, then, like you know, I was gonna say, another another example is, you know, of mm-hmm. the um, the different ver the the continuations of Spider Verse stuff, like the more recent Death of Spider Verse. Mm-hmm. Technically, did it nothing. Nobody, I don't understand. Nobody really died, but. They, that was like the fourth Spider Verse event, pretty much. Yeah. We had Spider Verse. We had in the through Amazing Spider. We had Spider Geddon. We had another Spider Verse, and then we had the death of Spider Verse. Yeah. That's the same thing with like the three different Secret Wars. One, two, and then three. You know. Well, we know them based on the years. Or we have Secret Wars, Secret Wars two, and then 2015 Secret Wars. It's the same thing. But the, these the Gwengers. The Gwen Ventures, yeah. as they're called. Oh boy. Yeah. Um. Obviously, Ghost Spider, Spider Gwen, the one that we all know. Captain America, Gwen Rogers. Yeah. Thor Gwen, Gwendolyn Janus, Janus. I don't know. Iron Gwen, Tony Stacy, Wolverine, Gwen Howlett, and uh, Gwen Jones, Captain Marvel, apparently. Mhm. So I mean, like I said, it it wasn't. I would say the the Spider Gwen Gwen verse just wasn't well put together. I think they were trying to pull off of the hype of Spider Verse and how well those stories, and they didn't do it right. I get it. It's fine. I, I you wanted to focus on a single character, okay, make it a little bit more niche. That's fine. 
you didn't I don't know, you didn't do it well, I don't think. Yeah. Because it was like, it, for me, Spider-Verse worked because it was just different Spider-People. And it was like, all of you were Spider-Man one way or another. Mm-hmm. This was just, all of you were Gwen Stacy. With but you were different outfits. Yeah. Which, eh, you know? I mean, but, at, at this point, Gwen, especially with Ghost Spider, it's fair to say she's a legacy character. But at the same time, there's, I think there was a better way to tell her legacy and provide opportunities for her to fill those roles like with one shots, like what you said. I mean, we know how much I love one shots. I preach about them all the time, but you know, um, that's our feeling on Gwenverse. Uh, I think we should do what we're reading quickly and then jump into the character. Cause I don't want us to get too far off track. Cause we had Kamala yes. and Khan sort of slander Kamala Khan slander and Gwen verse slander a little bit. And I want to make sure that people don't uh, think have, we hate the yeah. character. <laughs> Well, funny enough, I've actually been reading the first Spider-Verse event. I have the collection oh. of, like, it's, I think it, I guess you could call it the Omnibus, but it's paperback, so for me, I don't mm-hmm. consider it the Omnibus. Nice. Uh, what I also been reading? I have the JSA Volume 5. I have to start that. I finished Doomsday Clock again. Or I did finish Doomsday Clock. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the story was fine, but, like, again, for me, this the story has a bad rep because it didn't come out in a timely fashion, like it said it was going to. And um, I think for a lot of people don't like the Doomsday Clock story because of actually what it affected after. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, but when you read it, yeah, I could see it being a good story, but also, yeah, nothing really came of it afterward. I mean, it left off with what I would assume could essentially be kind of a cliffhanger, I mm-hmm. guess. Okay. Um, it's a fair read, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, also kind of weird, but you have Doctor Manhattan who time hops yeah. just by existing. So he's washing the dishes while driving a car, and you know, making and executive all those plans and <laughs> two different eras, you know, raising your kids and raising his kids, and all of this and that all at the same time. Yeah, he's he gets well. Funny enough, and I at this point because you kind of hit the nail on the head. It spoilers, sorry. Um, it <laughs> ends with literally Doctor Manhattan leaving, giving, transferring. I think most of his, if not all of his powers, to the the child of Marionette and Mime, who he stole when 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 they had him, and he he basically just kind of disappears. He dissipates. But while the, while these two are raising their daughter. They get a knock on the door, and the and the, the kid who's grown up a little bit is standing there, and he apparently he was being raised by Night Owl and um, his girlfriend. I don't remember their characters, to be honest. Oh yeah, uh, I know who you're discussing. Yes, and the kid is standing there with a blue with his symbol on his forehead, and it's glowing blue. And they and the girl asks him like, "What's your name?" And he goes, "John calls me Clark." Yep. Because he named the kid after Clark Kent, after Superman, who basically taught him a lesson. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> but for me, the coolest part about that was like he gets hit by magic, and you'd think he's science, there's magic. He goes, oh, magic. Yeah, okay, wait, no, this is an error from the universe before. This shouldn't, technically speaking, this is like error code in the computer program. And he just like kicks their asses. Kind of love it. Yeah. Yeah, Manhattans are ridiculous. All right, but what have you been reading? Um, I mostly comfort reads this week. I started a new job, finishing up my student 
uh, teaching placement for my master's finally. So um, I reread through Spider Island, the one with the jackal again, because I really enjoy that one and I have a really nice hardcover of it. And I caught up on Dark Web, um, which was okay. Again, that was also one where it's like, I was yeah. literally just watching a video right. by Comic Story and I'm going to plug him, I guess. And I'm not getting any kickback, don't worry. But um, <laughs> uh, he said he had a video and it's like, well, DC, well, the problem with DC doing better than Marvel mm. or DC is better than Marvel. DC is kind of doing better because they're, they have, when they do like their events, they stop. They're doing and like they're doing right now with Night Terrors. They stopped every other everybody else's book so we can read like yeah. little mini issues about what's going on in their Night Terrors. It's but also it's a but it's also a rehash of an old thing which was literally just um literally was just Dark Crisis for the mm-hmm. for the Justice League. It was but they were put into a dream world. This is just their nightmares. Yeah, yeah, like, I, I've heard that. But I've also that. Marvel doesn't have a whole lot of connectivity or and i didn't know this apparently with the with the wolverine book going on he's fighting beasts because he's turning into kind of dark beast or is dark beast we don't know and he's got a whole army of wolverine clones that he just has secretly kind of going out there and doing what he needs to do and also kind of clones of himself but part of me and then even then he's like how come nobody's noticed this mm. how, no this 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 should be an overarching thing of like everybody has to deal with beast turning evil because everybody knows beast so it's like there's no way iron man doesn't know what the fuck's going on mm-hmm. yeah what? i mean dark red dark red was okay i venom being in it was weird yeah i don't want to talk so too much about it because it is a new run and if we have people who have a newer run if we have people who are into it it's just like we got a chance for like a goofy little limbo spider-man venom kind of showed up and it was like why are you here okay i guess type thing not even just venom no it was like eddie yeah uh eddie showed up eddie venom you know it's just like i don't know i'm also i'm gonna probably catch flack for this but i'm I'm, I'm also the a proponent more so love peter parker my entire life love peter parker um at this point we should have i don't know should we have could have we, we not necessarily a kid. I feel like we keep dragging him back in. I feel like this character can is tired. I love the banter. We have I was gonna say we have Peter. We have Miles in the right. universe. We have Gwen in her universe. Right. But uh, we, we are not big... lacking Spider Man and yet we continue to beat Silk. the shit out of this dead horse with Peter. Right. Silk, Jessica, Aranya. Right. Right. You could bring Miguel O'Hara. You've or you've done it before. Bring him from the right. future. Bring him into the past. I don't know. But I, like, I have issues with Ben Riley, but he was poised to take the mantle and then they just didn't do it. And even now, he's still not even now. They he's don't still, know. They don't know the, what the hell they're doing. He's a, just a fucking lackey. Yeah, it's I don't know. Dark Web is weird in some I don't ways. even know what, what's go, what's happened with Kane. Yeah, that's true. Kane? Where's Kane? That's a very good point. Where's Where the hell is Kane? Right. Where the. F- <sighs> So um yeah the far the farther no instead let's give let's give Peter Parker a psychic that he doesn't remember right yeah and also quick side note about Silk the farther we get into the Spider-Man mythos the more I feel like Silk was just a side piece you know I I mean even in the Spider Verse she it was like she's the bride there's this bride the other and the Scion the other is a callback to Spider-Man's almost changed history. The scion, I don't understand what the fuck the scion is. And then there's the bride, and I'm like, I mean, that one I kind of get. 
mm-hmm. of like in the entire multiverse, no other spider has bitten two people at the same time. Mm-hmm. So okay, but the bride again, the bride is like, and again, this was kind of even with the more recent death of the Spider Verse, they hindered it on Peter Parker. They're like he's the chosen one, right? Why? Yeah, why does it need to be him? Right, but anyway. Because that's just how they decide to run it. You know, mm-hmm. those are our issues. We have strayed a little far from Gwen, so let's jump in here. Um, well, we're going to start... push ourselves back in. Yeah, <laughs> let's catch that web. Um, we're going to start off with the one that has gotten quite a bit of traction lately. Which I think the best part about her mm-hmm. is that she literally came from a variant cover yeah. of just Gwen and other people's outfits, yeah. right? And and but they everybody loved her so much they're like I want to see her. So they threw her in Spider Verse. So what did they do after that? They gave her her own book, or they mm-hmm. gave her a little Edge of Spider Verse, and then everyone's like I love that Edge of Spider Verse. Give me more. So we got yeah. more. For me, and this is what they they're doing this again again. I don't wish I didn't know this was happening already, but they're doing this because of Spider Boy. They're giving other other comic book people like a variant cover of like if they had a sidekick like spider boy mm-hmm. some people didn't don't need that uh, i i mean part of me is also worried that like somebody's gonna come out of that that also happened to gwenpool that was gwen stacy in the gwenpool outfit and then they just made gwenpool right which isn't gwen stacy by the way no but anyway go spider go Run spider down, chris yeah she's uh a big deal nowadays, which is nice. And as you mentioned, Zach, there's a lot of really good characters that have small beginnings, like Harley Quinn, also, for example. But Ghost Spider, um, if you've seen Across the Spider-Verse, there's a lot of things that happen in the beginning movie that I'm going to sort of reintroduce here. So after the death of her mother, Gwen is bitten by a radioactive spider, dun, 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 that gives her powers. When she first begins her crime-fighting career, her efforts are mostly focused on keeping her newfound attention instead of helping others. But one night, her father expresses over dinner that he believes Spider-Woman could actually help people. Uh, This changes Gwen's tune, and her first test as Spider-Woman was when her forever-bullied friend Peter Parker, excuse me, turns himself into the lizard in order to try and be like his idol, Spider-Woman. Gwen is forced to fight him when he crashes Midtown High's senior prom, and despite his cries for de-escalation during the fight, Gwen does not pull any punches to save her fellow peers and to stop the lizard. She does not realize it's Peter at this point. I want to make sure that that's I mean, clear. I mean, I'll be 100% honest. Yeah, that makes sense why you wouldn't. Yeah. So first off, first time being a superhero, and this lizard monster is threatening is to eat everybody. Yeah. Right. And like, I mean, crying for the... I mean, I'll be honest. Sometimes, you know... It's the same thing like with um, people might be like, oh, she didn't she did. She ignored his plea to stop. She's seeing Listen, this. As... You yell, I mean, there's a lot of times where it's like you're doing it like your your body could be yelling at you. Hey, I'm in pain, but you have so much adrenaline. You don't notice it until right. after. So probably the same more, more than likely the same thing happened. She was yeah. high on adrenaline and she didn't hear anything. It's a blur for her and she doesn't see Peter. She sees a giant monster that is attacking innocence. Mm-hmm. You know, and she sees this as an opportunity for her to improve herself. You could argue it's selfish, but at the same time, I also think it's just some of the punches that you have to take, pun intended, at being a superhero. Um, after the attack, Peter does return to his human form. And with this, Gwen sort of has the shock and revelation that it is Peter. And she they're able to exchange some final words. And his injuries are too severe 
from the ones that he sustained during the fight, and it kills him. And there's no evidence linking Peter to being the lizard from that scene. So when the police show up, Gwen is blamed for his death, and she's branded as a criminal. They just see spider Gwen. They just see a spider person hovering over a dead person. They don't see the lizard anywhere. A dead, innocent Peter Parker, you know? It's one of those, like, part of people... Some of you might be thinking, well, they need to just check his DNA, like do an autopsy. Right. Who knows? And also comic book chemical reactions make mutating people. That shit could have probably left his system. Left his system. Yeah. There's a lot of it. Or it that like all of a sudden he suddenly turns back into himself. Mm -hmm. Who who knows? It was temporary. Yeah. After this, Gwen doubles her efforts in order to redeem herself and learns that her father has been put in charge of the task force to find Spider-Woman. This draws the attention of the corrupt lawyer and leader of the hand, Matt Murdock, who should sound familiar because he's Daredevil in 616. But in this one, he is flip swapped and is an evil bad guy. And he hires the rhino to kill George Stacey and make an ally of Spider-Woman. Yes, he is Kingpin. I think we talked about him in the Daredevil episode. We did. Yes, we ran him down quite a bit. So I kind of want to see, like, well. in this universe, would Wilson Fisk be Daredevil? That'd be interesting. I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have to check into that. I don't know if Wilson Fisk even exists in this universe. He might. Um, been a while since I've read Ghost Spider. After stopping the attempt on her father's life, she is found at gunpoint from her father and forced to reveal her identity, pledging to never stop until criminals like Murdoch are off the streets. Her father told her to leave before he changes his mind. So it's a very similar scene, if you're familiar with the movie. Um, very sort of heart-wrenching, difficult scene. Um, and then <clears throat> she is immediately pulled into the Great Hunt, which we'll do a little bit of a backstory, Rose. I don't know how much we've talked about the Inheritors. I think we've talked about them a little bit. The basic okay. rundown is it has to do with something called spider totems. And spider totems are a representation of a spider identity within each universe. So basically so, each spider say, person is inhabited of a spider totem. And so this was actually yeah, the totems, I think, are a spin-off. Are, again, they're connecting back to when Peter Parker's spider origins was almost changed to... It wasn't the radioactivity that gave him powers. It was the magic that that apparently was in the spider. So you're not, you know, it's magical, blah, blah, blah. This was with Ezekiel Stim, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it turned out that Kane became the other. I don't understand how that works. Clones, stupidity, nonsense. We're going to leave it at comic books. I don't want to say right. stupidity, but we're going to leave it at comic book shenanigans. Yep. The totems, mm-hmm. because again, in each universe, it doesn't necessarily have to be Peter Parker. Miles Morales became his universe's spider-man because his peter was dead mm-hmm. and then also cloned into jessica drew's black widow over there uh or there's a universe that is a spider it's like a a centaur person but instead of the horse it's a giant spider like that that guy's a totem but you know it's like that's that's clearly not peter parker in any way shape or form right, right? so it's like it's a way to connect through the through the multiverse of and it's like it's not just the multiverse there's like a subsect of the multiverse that's connected uh, you know to all the spider people hence also why all the his villains if you really look at it most of his villains are animal themed you know and True. if you're going to and if you're going to say like well then what about craven uh, he's a lion obviously he just doesn't have the name you know um and so the inheritors fed off the they 
they actually had an inheritor fight Black Panther because he's mm-hmm. also a totem. Mm-hmm. I mean, that one also makes sense. He's like, oh, I can, I've, we've eaten Black Panthers before. We just like spiders better. Like that just tastes better than you guys. And funny enough, more recently in Death of the Spider Verse, this really isn't a spoiler. Turns out the inheritors are also totems. They're just leeches. Yeah. And they have, uh, I think they have one of the inheritors fight with the spiders because he ate so many spider energy. He just became, he pretty much in a way became part of the spiders. Yeah. Very accomplished. Basically, long and short, they are multiverse hopping, they're universe hopping leech totems that like, that particularly like to feed on the spirits of um, spider people across the multiverse. So there you go. And she is one of the first totems that is recruited during this hunt and is present during the final battle against the Inheritors. Um, these are the guys that Zach just ranked down. They're super powerful. Um, and we've seen a couple of them. One of them, the, old, the father of all of them, beat the crap out of and then absorbed the essence of, Cosm- of Captain Universe Spider-Man in his own universe. Yeah. So, Which is impressive. <laughs> that's like almost that's like cosmic level. That's like cosmic entity level power. Mm-hmm. And this guy just said, "Yeah, no." Yeah. Uh, so Spider Gwen eventually returns to her universe, finding out that her father had lost jurisdiction on the task force to hunt her down, and it's been handed over to a rookie officer named Frank Castle. She also learns that there is a new villain known as Vulture on the streets and is attacked by him one night and he kicks her ass. Their first battle is a humiliating defeat. And so then we cut a little bit farther and an argument with her father after the follow up of revealing her identity. And it is interrupted by the Vulture yet again, where she is surprised and incapacitated by his knockout gas. And Frank Castle was tracking him. And so he arrives, sees Gwen in the suit and is able to unmask her, and in his shock, realizes that she is just a kid. Later, when a gig that her band, the Mary Janes, was headlining, is attacked by the Hand, Gwen breaks up a fight between Black Cat and Murdoch, who has now learned of her civilian identity. And it feels like I'm jumping around, and I'll explain in a sec why. Um, She was then recruited as part of the Web Warriors, an interdimensional team of spiders who fought against a corrupt Mayor Osborne in their first iteration and then continued to protect dimensions that had lost their spider totems, spider totems to the inheritors. Upon returning back to her universe, she fights the lizard yet again when he returns, but this time it's obviously not Peter Parker. It is Dr. Curtis Connors filling the mantle. She tracks him to the sewers and she is forced to fight Captain America, who accuses her of being aligned with a terrorist organization as well as uh, the lizard and his army that he is creating in the sewers. So she has to fight against Cap, as well as an army of lizard people and Kurt Connors. So she's overwhelmed fairly easily. She's knocked out, and she wakes up in adamantium handcuffs, where Cap continues to interrogate her. She sees Connors transformed in a cell next to her, and Cap explains that S.H.I.E.L.D. has a suppressant to Connors' powers, and therefore it is S.H.I.E.L.D. property so... Connors is within his jurisdiction. So Gwen tells him everything about Peter and said that she was not part of this terrorist organization that Cap is calling Silk. Connors transforms back into the lizard as Cap is interrogating Gwen, but Gwen defeats him with Cap's help and he gives her a chance to prove her innocence after seeing her actions. Eventually, while she's out in the town. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say this. I've been looking a little bit more into this uh, universe. Yeah, 
Silk actually has it's ran by her universe Cindy Moon, mm-hmm. uh, who's you know evil. Also has a Doc Ock part of it, mm-hmm. who's more Ock, like literally a human and an octopus fused together, kind of. Yeah. Um, but this this universe is very interesting to really look into. It's a great universe, and and that's why I'm kind of jumping around with this character. When I finish up here in a second, we'll understand why this doesn't feel as long as the character's actual history is. But while she is out proving her innocence, Harry Osborn actually returns after disappearing for two years after Gwen last saw him at Peter Parker's funeral. He reveals that he had been training at S.H.I.E.L.D. and then recruited by Silk to get revenge on Spider-Woman because he blames himself for letting Peter die. He didn't do anything the day that Peter died. He thinks that Spider-Woman is a murderer, and so he trains disappears for a few years and prepares himself to get revenge on her. Um, Hunted by Harry in a high-tech goblin armor, Gwen tries to talk him down, but Harry is not listening, and he he doses himself with an improved batch of lizard serum to knock her out. When he unmasks her, the shock of it causes him to lose control of the lizard mutagen in his blood, and when Gwen wakes up, she sees Cap getting his ass handed to him by a huge mutated lizard out Harry Osborn. I want to correct you on that. Okay, go for it. Captain America doesn't get his ass handed to him. Captain America gets her ass handed to her. Oh, her. Excuse me. Thank you. No, it's okay. In this universe, it's Samantha. It's basically Sam Wilson. But my apologies. Samantha yes. Wilson. No, that's that's an important that's an important distinction. Thank you for that. And um, yeah, uh, I guess they have a Falcon called Sam Thirteen. I don't know. I just. It's just, it's cool. I was also kind of been looking through a little bit of their... Yeah, her universe is really, really interesting. Yes. Interesting and weird. Interesting and weird. It's like a nice collection. I really like the Ghost Spider universe. Um, Yes. And so, anyways, she sees Cap get her ass knocked out by a pumpkin bomb, and she swoops in with a suppressant that Cap brought in the first place to bring Harry down. And that's where we're going to stop with Ghost Spider. It feels quick. I jumped around a bunch, but that's because Ghost Spider is very easily one of my favorite spider individuals. Um, the way that her character grows within her specific universe, I think, is one of the coolest spider arcs that you can experience for the first time. And also with her character getting more limelight, there's a lot more getting revealed about her. And I want to give people a chance to really check out the source material. Um, I will also admit part of this is a little selfish because her history is huge. She is in a bunch of multiversal and different universe narratives that are really interesting. And she fills a lot of really essential roles. And she has her own pitfalls and sort of mountains to overcome. And it makes her character really, really relatable and really, really cool. And I don't want to just go through the whole thing and spoil it for everybody. So this is sort of like a rundown of like the basic stuff for her. I know it feels like we talked about a lot. I really didn't. This is like maybe the first year of her specific runs. You still have so much more source material as Mm -hmm. far as team ups, as well as her stuff to do. This is probably not even halfway through volume one. So I want to make sure that I give her enough um, opportunities and give you guys enough opportunities to check out the character and really experience it for yourselves. Cause I really, really like her. And I know Zach is like a good fan too. And you know, we want to make sure that we yes. are, if it's an old character, we have no problem spoiling it. If it's like years ago, um, even if we think it's a good character, like decades but, ago, 
Right. But with this being such a new character, we want to make sure that you guys get the chance to sort of figure it out for yourself. So that'll lead us to our next one that Zach is going to just get us. Yeah. I'm not sure how much I like this one, but this is, this is a odd, but I don't, this is, I, I don't like, I, it was too short of a run for where she, this one comes from. Yeah. But this is, um, Nightbird from Earth TRN, which again is, um, oh God, temporary reality number. Yeah, you got it. Uh, 852. So, this is, so this is, uh, if you, if that sounds somewhat familiar, we talked about this Earth in, with our Squadron Supreme, uh, episode. So, Attending Capital State University after her friend Harry Osborne fell into a coma from drug use, this Gwen Stacy received unwanted attention from Professor Miles Warren, who oh, it just seems to in every university seems to be obsessed with Gwen. Um, when she told her advisor who confronted Warren, he lost his job, went mad, and burned down the science wing of this of CSU, becoming the Jackal. Gwen and Nighthawk were able to fight off Warren and lock him in Ravencroft Asylum. In this universe. Nighthawk, who is basically a Batman analog, um, I think takes up the place of Captain America, kind of, sort of, not really. Mm-hmm. Like I think in this universe, he had his partner was Falcon, and Falcon died. It, like he's kind of also like takes up the place of Spider Man uh, as well. Yeah. Um. So after her father was killed, uh, Gwen was trained by Nighthawk and became a doctor of psychology at Ravencroft. While Investigating the death of an officer, Gwen found a calling card at a crime scene and realized that the murder uh, was a. Hold on. And realized that the murder was a trial. A trail. All, a trail. A trail. Sorry, I misspelled. I misspelled that. <laughs> was a trail, all of which were uh, people she knew, and she feared the jackal had escaped. She returned to CSU to the CSU wing, only to be attacked by Flash Thompson in a jackal costume, who had killed Warren since he was also obsessed with her. He killed the others so he could have her all to himself. After punching his lights out, she drugged him to keep him out and turned him in, into the police. When the goblin staged a takeover of Ravencroft, he attempted to break night to break night Nighthawk by exposing Gwen to his goblin gas boy and tossed her off a roof. Yeah. Nighthawk rescued her, but the gas drove Gwen uh, drove Gwen become to become insane, and she fought Nighthawk, who was forced to subdue her and take back to prison. Yeah, it's 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 weird. It, it's a lot of like Batman, but also Spider-Man elements in it, which is very weird to me. Yeah, there is a lot of that's a good point. There is a lot of Batman elements into it. It's like, a quick for, one, but I, I think it's interesting to talk about because I, I think one of my favorite sort of approaches in fantasy stuff, if you want to call it like this or more science fiction, I guess you could say with superheroes is like the only human trope. And I think this sort of like applies to that because she's trained in like hand to hand martial arts combat and stuff like that. But at the same time, it doesn't feel too unrealistic that she would have the type of downfall that she did. Mm-hmm. So it's a quick one, but it also we get a little bit of a Nighthawk cameo, which is pretty cool, too. So odd, but we're here for it. That's what we talk about. All right. Next one's also odd. Um, a lot of times with Ghost Spider, you're going to see a lot of multiversal stuff. This one is definitely within that vein so this is spider woman from earth 617 and this version of gwen's history is the same until her father is killed when he joins the fight between doc ock and spider-man after the events of this a portal drops from the sky in front of her where another gwen steps out 
And it's the Gwen from Earth-65, or Goat Spider, who storms off in a rage before 617 Gwen could get more answers. They eventually reunite after 617 Gwen turns down Peter for a date, and they discuss what Peter might be hiding, because at this point, 617 Gwen does not realize that Peter is Spider-Man. And Gwen 65's rage becomes apparent when 617 Gwen discovers it was from the grief of her father being put in a coma by her archenemy Murdoch, and her grief is amplified by her bond to the Venom symbiote. So that also gives you a little bit of a peek later into Ghost Spider's story. Um, 617 Gwen is still a student. She still has access to a lot of really good materials, especially and specifically a supercomputer. So she is able to find a weak spot between realities. And after getting a second opinion from Tony Stark and Ant-Man, she takes Earth-65 Gwen to the top of the George Washington Bridge to say farewell and watch her fall off into her dimension. Love a little bit of irony there. And after she disappears into her dimension, she is inspired by the other Gwen and becomes a detective and eventually Spider-Woman after she bonds to the Venom symbiote in her universe. She travels to other dimensions and she learns the fates that have befallen her multiversal selves. And she forms a council of Spider-Women to avoid taking part in the totem wars that we talked about earlier with the Inheritors. She monitors Gwen from Earth-65 very closely, and she actually intervenes and stops her from killing Murdoch and sends her into the past to meet her younger self, which creates a time loop and creates larger connotations for Earth-65 Ghost Spider that I won't jump too far into because it's kind of interesting. I don't remember reading this, and this sounds convoluted as fucking hell. It starts to get a little convoluted. They actually, um, I, I want to say flatten it out because they're doing like the whole circle thing, but they... The time loop it doesn't make it, it any creates, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It doesn't. You're right. The time loop it creates doesn't seem to like fuck shit up as much as you think it would. Um, it's still a little timey wimey, but it's not as bad as you know uh, some of the spider events. Anyways, uh, when two watchers Uatu and Utau attempt to intervene with Earth Eight, get this, Gwen Morales's children, six one seven Gwen appears to stop them by terrifying them with a venom symbiote and convincing them to not meddle in their affairs and then dips out. She returns when her watch alerts her to her crime in progress in her home dimension. And that's the last thing we have for 617, Gwen. But I want to stop there on that last piece right there. She is such an accomplished and such a scary spider woman that she scares off two watchers from intervening who if they really wanted to, they could just keep going. But she's able to provide enough flack and enough backlash with enough material and knowledge at her back that she just like freaks out a couple watchers and makes them leave. Um, Also highly recommend you check out Earth 8 Gwen. There's not a whole lot on her, but her story in particular, um, her children's stories are pretty interesting. Um, But 617 Gwen, I think is kind of slept on i didn't really know anything about her this is the first time i've really heard of her other than like the little piece that i saw in ghost spider story that i read like forever ago but i think that's why i forgot about her because she's there for like maybe one issue um oh no she's there for a few issues actually specifically but i think she's i think she's one of those who just kind of is like has a pretty solid power level stays in her lane and intervenes in important shit which i kind of love but uh, this next one is from the 616 universe, 
Zach is rolling his eyes already because this was a, a, a weird event and a weird approach. But that being said, it is it has to do with Gwen Stacy. It's sort of like Gwen Stacy adjacent. So I wanted to include it because I feel like we need to. I, we, we talk about the Clone Wars so much on this. Listen, I don't disagree Wars, with you the, that the we should saga. I don't agree, disagree that we should that we should have that we should not have like we should talk about this character. Yeah. I just don't like the retcon for a retcon. Mm-hmm. I get that. I want to. Now, do you? Only because I'll be honest. I didn't. I didn't read the notes. Do you? Do we talk about said retcon that I that they're trying to retcon at all? A, a little bit. Yeah. It, it it will come up okay. just because of what we're talking about with the story. So if you want to get it out of the way now, go for it. I will. So first, this is in reference to a retcon that before Norman Osborn killed Gwen Stacy, he che- she cheated on Peter with him. Now, I'm pretty sure it wasn't. I don't believe it was by choice. I don't. But I also don't think it was rape either. Mm-hmm. So you can't say that. You can't call that. You can't blow that whistle. I mean, right. you can. I'm not going to disagree with you. It probably was. But, and then she got killed because I think she was pregnant and Norman kind of went and hide it. Now, this is apparently retconning that. So prior to his death, Harry Osborne came up with a cruel plan to torture Gwen and Peter. He built a secret lab to splice together DNA from Norman Osborne and Gwen Stacy to create clone-like children in order to convince Peter that Gwen had cheated on him with Norman. He even hired Mysterio to inplay to implant false memories through hypnosis on Norman and MJ to back it up, to have the children raised by uh, an AI that was a combination of Harry and Norman's uh, minds in order to inherit the revenge plot. Now, that kind of explains, because when they show up, they age really quickly. And I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. we've spoken about one of them. We spoke about the son at one point. Yes, briefly. Um, yeah. th- this, is the, this is the daughter, mm-hmm. Sarah Stacy. I literally could have done without either one of them, but this revelation, this this change, kind of convoluted, but it was fine. Uh, due to the creation process, the twins aged at a rapid rate and died very quickly. Yet Mephisto acted through the AI to bring the twins back through the literal flames of hell in hopes of stopping a plot he foresaw where MJ's daughter ends his reign and so he can claim Spider-Man's soul. And I believe we mentioned this I know for a fact I mentioned this talking about Mephisto at some point, but yeah, the reason why one more day really ha- like happened, and the reason why he doesn't he keeps seems to be going after Spider-Man for no reason, trying to get his soul, is because there's supposed to be somebody who ends his reign, and it's basically the child of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I see when I saw that, it looked like Mayday Parker from the ain't from the um. MC2 universe. Yeah. Or the or whatever. Mayday Parker Spider-Girl from the Anex universe. Obviously, there's apparently a multiverse of Mephisto, so I don't understand what the fuck the problem was there. But then again, I don't fully know that well that much on Mephisto. But this is his resolve, apparently. I don't know why the hell he had to do it through the AI. I don't understand. The devil works in mysterious ways, I guess. <laughs> Or convoluted ways, really. Yeah. Uh, the twins, Sarah and Gabriel, were ignorant to what they really were. They're manipulated to believe that Peter is their real father and the man responsible for their mother's death. 
from a combination of clues on a letter they left him and the implanted memories MJ had of Gwen arguing with Norman while Harry was hospitalized, Peter tried to convince the twins of Harry's lies. Gabriel refused, but Sarah remembered that Peter had dug up Gwen's grave to get a DNA sample, and Norman never even bothered to run his DNA against theirs, and concluded that Norman knew they couldn't be Peter's children. Before Spider-Man could de-escalate things, the police arrived and opened fire, wounding Sarah as Gabriel fled into uh, the river. In the hospital, Sarah's body refused all blood transfusion, but Spider-Man offered his on a hunch that would stabilize the goblin serum in in her blood, and he was right. Right as Sarah regained consciousness, her brother crashed through the window and hopped hopped up on goblin serum as the gray goblin. So we did talk about him. Mm -hmm. Nearly taking out Spider-Man. Sarah aided him by shooting her new, her newly insane brother's glider, causing him to crash and lose his memory. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, Jesus. Um, after some time, Sarah and Gabriel died from their genetic instability with an unknown number of clones created before this. When Peter and MJ got back together, <laughs> Mephisto acted again, giving the Stacy twins powers of hell and bonded them to the Osborne AI, giving them all the hatred they'd ever need. I, so when I mentioned the Clone Saga earlier, this is like this is this, this is, is that this is Clone Saga, worse. but like specific, yeah, but like amped up a bunch and with Gwen Stacy. And uh, sharing sharing the mantle of Kindred, the twins guided plots from afar, attempting to bring back the Sinister Six and sending the Sin Eater of from Hell on a violent campaign on Earth before capturing MJ and revealing themselves to her. By the way, the Sin Eater was just, from what I understood, just a dude with a shotgun. Yeah. When he first started, but after they brought him back, he literally could, I think he fed off of people's sins. And this is also how we get currently Norman Osborn being the golden, the gold goblin because mm-hmm. the Sin Eater pretty much ate his sins. Yeah. Absorbed them and took, you know, took them. I mean, granted, yeah, this is also how we, how we kind of got Peter working with Norman Osborn for a little bit. So really, yeah. we should we should thank Kindred for giving us gold. No, we shouldn't. Um, <laughs> only because I don't know where gold. Because let's be honest, we all know the status quo. Norman's somehow gonna backslide. Oh He's yeah. gonna be in the stupidest way possible. I'm sure. I personally don't want him. I want him to not be the Green Goblin anymore. I'm tired yeah. of him being the Green Goblin. We gotta but, move on. I yep. tell you. Peter was portaled to Paris in their final battle, where they were unable to break his spirit. And when Mephisto saw it, it was no use. He took his blessing and power f- from them as Peter watched them rapidly de de age or like I, I wrote de age, but I guess you could say he, they got old and died, right? Age. Yes. Yeah. So not de age because they're not coming. They're not becoming younger. They're yeah. just they're just they're so, disappearing into dust. Basically, <laughs> Mephisto said, "Shit, this isn't working," and then you know found a different uh, way to try and fuck with Peter. <laughs> I, I, yeah. This was I, I don't know. It's an it's an Kindred is an interesting character. The idea of him of him being like the representation of Osborne's past sins coming to haunt Peter is a really cool idea. The way that they fleshed out the character, not so much. <laughs> yeah. But it, it Gwen adjacent, so we wanted to talk about it. I also don't think I would be able to say that this podcast was covering all of its bases if we didn't talk about Kindred at some point. So. No, I, I agree. I just, I don't know. I don't yeah. like Kindred as a whole. He's also attached to the whole retcon thing, 
which it was like the, the writers went really hairy with the whole because before it was retconned it was assumed that Osborne assaulted Gwen Stacy before Kindred like became the actual cause and they created the convoluted clone sort of approach because like, they tried not so hard even to that the, the, how about the fact of Mephisto brought them back to life twice yeah like yeah. I don't know at that point after the first one why the hell did you do it twice and my also reasoning of this is for Mephisto specifically mm. is just if you are so I, I get it he is so worried about being um dethroned by a child of spider-man first off that is never mentioned again to mm-hmm. my knowledge that he ever is worried about that mm-hmm. um and also the fucking he's got apparently now the council of red like literally a multiverse versions of himself working together i don't understand what the problem is yeah like and also which one like that's why he did one more day to get rid of the child from ever existing okay cool right. but you still have two at least i like lots of universes where they still exist hell we have renew your vow renew yeah. your vows true it's just what if that didn't happen right yeah kindred know. was an interesting idea that was executed very poorly i i, I don't he, he was created from a bad idea i i will say the bit that i read about kindred when he was first revealed i was like who is this the initial time like the first time i read about this guy i was hooked mm-hmm. until it was revealed that it was sarah stacy and no, also and gabriel. gabriel and like the i mean whole for thing, me if it just... was if it was like okay i could look personally i could understand that if, i could i would get behind it i would say i'd get behind if mephisto had no involvement mm-hmm. like this was just they died they were in hell and like yeah there's we have different versions like we have the spirit of vengeance we have spirits of whatever the hell Danny catches right now <laughs> right that could have just happened and they found a way to bring people back using this but I don't know why Mephisto had to get involved and it also kind of got retconned of why did one more day happen oh because Mephisto's afraid of being de- of his reign ending by a future daughter of Spider-Man and MJ you have two universes where they exist. I don't understand why you're so worried about just the this one. This one specifically. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Very good point. But if you want to, so... <laughs> if you want to... <laughs> yeah, there you go. If you want to read about these versions of Gwen Stacy, if you want to read about uh, Sarah Stacy, you can check out Amazing Spider-Man Volume 1, Issues 509 to 514. Spectacular Spider-Man Volume 2, Issues 23 to 26. Amazing Spider-Man Volume 5, Issues 24, 25, 30, 31. 37, 49, 70, 72 to 74, and Amazing Spider-Man Sins Rising Prelude Volume 1, Issue 1. Uh, you want to read about Spider-Woman from Earth 617. Spider, You can read Spider-Gwen Volume 2, Issues 29 to 31. Uh, Nightbird, Heroes Reborn Volume 2, Issue 5. Spider-Gwen, Gwenverse Volume 1, Issues 1 through 5. Heroes Reborn, Night-Gwen Volume 1, Issue 1. Uh, Ghost Spider, Spider Gwen Volumes 1 and 2, Web Warriors Volume 1, Spider Gwen, Ghost Spider Volume 1, and Ghost Spider Volume 1. And that, those are the runs that come after the events that we discussed tonight. So, yes, Spider Gwen Volume 1, a little bit of Web Warriors Volume 1 in there, a little bit of Ghost Spider Volume 1 in there. Um, those are like the ones where you want to start if you're really interested in checking out the source material for this character, which I would highly recommend. Um, so there you go. 
That is the Gwen Stacy of the universes that don't deal with the Gwenverse specifically and have all the terrible retcons and interesting one-offs and wonderful spider mantles that they fulfill. Yeah, I mean, I really, I'll be honest and honest, normally I would end this with a pun, but I got nothing. <laughs> I, there, there's no pun that's actually funny that I can think of when it comes to Gwen Stacy. I feel like we kind of, we, uh... We we blew through them in the opening, which is fine. Yeah, yeah, which is good. You know, we we don't need to make another joke about how how this episode snapped into place or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? So, Chris, I thought we were kindred spirits. There it is. <laughs> I served it up. I hope you I hope you jump on there. That was a bad joke, but yes, thank you. All right, thanks everybody for listening. So join us next time for another combo character.